Hi, I'm Rennie. Welcome to another episode in Rennie's Food World podcast series. If you haven't done so already, please tap on the subscribe button so you never miss another episode of Rennie's Food World and the journey we take together. Growing up in an Indian household has always been centered around food. Especially with my mum, it was always around meal times, the preparation for those meals, um, and how we would cook together, combining spices and combining different flavors, and her showing me the art and skill of cooking. But one of the biggest arts and one of the biggest things that has influenced my memories of cooking in the kitchen with my mum in the early days was the very simple and humble chapati, the roti. Now chapati is a flatbread, um, literally as it, as it stands, it is a bread, but it's a staple part of the Indian cuisine, Indian table, necessity as much as rice is used so are chapatis more so in the north of india um, where wheat is in in an abundance that chapatis and parantas and naans are generally used over rice and preferred to rice so chapatis themselves Roti, where did it come from? Well, first off, for me, when mum used to, or any household, to be honest with you, any Indian household around the world, is probably their mum in the kitchen screaming out to the children upstairs who are playing on their Xboxes or playing on the computer, doing their homework, whatever it might be. Roti's ready! Meaning food's ready be that lunch, be that dinner, be it whatever it might be. Roti is ready. Roti. Otherwise known as chapatis, fulka, sabati, flatbreads. The word roti comes from the Sanskrit word rotika and was described as the carrier of curry in, in some of the 16th century medical text itself. The actual beginning of the word chapati, which translates to, uh, which is chap, uh, chapat, which translates to the word slap. And its significance in, in its way that it's pronounced is that the chapati itself is actually made by slapping between your two hands to remove any of the excess flour that it's it's got around it from the rolling the rolling process on your on your worktop. And then it's placed onto a tava. A tava is a cast iron concave frying pan. Um, every Indian household will have one. You'll see them all over the place. And it's an essential part of the Indian cuisine. 
Now, in actual fact, chapatis or roti, fulka, whichever way you want to call it, it's actually believed that it wasn't, it didn't originate in India. It originated in the Middle East and the Persian regions. But it was introduced to the Indian subcontinent by the traveling traders. A thought behind this is actually that it was mentioned and the mentor sorry it was the mentioning of katori now katori is like, like a bowl but this bowl was made of the bread and it was it was not a hollowed out hollowed out loaf of bread um or anything like that it was a flatbread cupped holding the curry holding the food within and using that cupped bread breaking parts off to then scoop up the food within it almost forming a spoon by reshaping that broken off piece of bread which is very much how the japati is used in today's world now many many people are are aware that um, as Sikhs we follow by uh, one of the principles of seva seva meaning selfless service and to that esteem there's you know one of the unknown facts about the Japati is that nearly 200,000 200,000 chapatis are made each day at the Golden Temple in Amritsar for langar. Langar means free food for those who visit the temple. And these are made by an army of volunteers in the kitchen um, and on busy, busy festival periods. You could be talking nearly half a million 500,000 chapatis made per day to feed the visiting congregations, visiting worshippers to the most holiest of temples in the Sikh, Sikh world and Sikh communities. Now the fulka as we know it, which is a roti that is tossed on open fire to then puff up like a balloon. In actual fact, that was popularized by the British Army in their dining rooms. And they used that method because it made the chapatis lighter, the roti lighter, then covered in the ghee that is so well known around, especially North Indian households, where it was a lot heavier. So it became lighter for those British Army troops in their dining rooms, their officers' mess. And that's where it was popularized because it was considered to be slightly healthier. However, another very unknown fact is that the British also had the chapati as an enemy. It was a symbol of the revolt against the foreign rule by becoming the chapati chain. 
there was a chain movement that started during the independence war of 1857 by the revolutionaries who started a chain of making unmarked simple chapatis and had these carried by runners to different homes across the region. These chapatis were then replicated by those homes who accepted the fight for independence and distributed further chapati stacks to other homes and essentially becoming the messenger of freedom. The chapati message. The British couldn't stop these actions through any way, shape or form because they weren't actually breaking the law. Because they were unmarked. It was literally a symbol, an act. It actually became really concerning for British British rule at the time when these chapati stacks eventually ended up in the police stations across the Uttar Pradesh and Agra district, causing a lot of concern that the, that the chapati chain and the freedom message had be, had become widespread and infiltrated the hierarchy of the British rule at the time. So the chapati itself isn't just used as a symbol, it isn't just um, about bread at a table. It was a vessel to hold food, but it was also a vessel for change. It was a symbol to bring unity amongst different religions within India but for one true belief and that was for freedom now the roti and the chapati is widespread in the world at Indian restaurants across the globe Nepalese restaurants across the globe South Indian North Indian doesn't matter the chapati the fulka it's it's there and we see it in so many ways of a tandoori roti which is huge spread over an upturned wok over a fire cooked in that way over a beautiful disc or you've got the paranta which is then a thicker form of that dough rolled out and sometimes stuffed with aloo which is the potato the spiced potato mix and folded over and then rolled out and put onto that tava and smothered in this beautiful ghee and fried mum house water in just even think about it and then you've got the puri which on one of my other episodes that you've you've listen to we talked about the pani puri and the puri itself the larger version is simply a deep fried puffed up chapati so the chapati has a lot of forms a lot of guises but it's still there as a staple part of our dishes and it's still the one word that always rings in my mind when I think about mum and I think about dinner time. Ready? 
Roti's ready. Roti. Next time you go down to an Indian restaurant, ask them. Put the rice to one side and ask for roti. Ask for a chapati. Use your hands to scoop, to make the, the teared off, torn off piece of chapati. Use that as a spoon to scoop that food up into your mouth and, and enjoy the feeling and the texture and the warmth on your fingertips of, the, of that beautifully made food instead of using those utensils. I hope you've enjoyed today and I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Have a cool, cool of a day. Don't forget to tap that subscribe button and share it on Instagram. Hashtag Rennie's Food World.